0: Have you ever had a moment where you heard your child saying a phrase and wondering where they heard it? Only to catch yourself saying it again and again and then realise that they're learning from you. People often say children are like little sponges and they pick everything up around them. Showing children how to do something is powerful. In education circles we often call this word modelling. Welcome to the Reading Made Delicious podcast, where you discover insights and actionable tips to help your child with reading and early learning. Begin to get the tools you'll need to help them on their unique learning journey, and feel confident that you're doing enough to support them with your host, Sarah Travers. So, if you ever hear of anyone talking about modelling and showing something to your child, that's basically what it means. It's to model to, as if like you're making a maybe a clay model or a demonstration of something. We call it modelling in education circles. It's it's interesting because I hear it called quite often, and I don't think everyone quite knows what it means, and it is quite an education y word. But it's basically just showing the child or an adult, depending on what, what the situation is, on how to do something. So next time when you're trying to show yourself something to your child, just say that you're modelling it to them. And then, yeah, you're halfway to being a teacher then. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into teaching. But, yeah, modelling is a word that we use a lot. And this is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. All about how you can be showing this to your child. Now, when I talk about that, I was just thinking about that when I say about a word that they keep saying. One of the words (laughs) I've noticed my children do recently is that word actually. And I didn't realize how much I'd been saying it until my two-year-old like, I actually need to do this. I actually do that. And I was like, who has she got that? Where is she saying that? And I realized I was listening to what I say. And I say it all the time. And I haven't realized. And so it's listen out. And I'd, I'd love to know if there's a word that your child is saying. You're like, oh, actually, I must have taught that to them. Because it's amazing what they pick up around them. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things that you can be doing to show children reading around them. Now, one of the things that we are quite often told when starting to help a child with learning to read is model reading aloud to them. So this is when we're actually getting a book and open it yourself. Now, that's really hard as a busy parent. And I quite often hear people saying this about, about like, see, so you need to grab a book and actually show them what reading looks like in that way. No, I think you get this image in your head of, oh, you're chopping nicely and then you sit down on the sofa, open a book up and start reading. And the, the, the reality is you are going to be interrupted so many times when you're trying to do that to the point that there's. And we also know that there's so many other things going on, and it's really, really hard. So I have been trying it recently, actually, getting a physical book, not a Kindle, not an audio book, and opening it in front of my daughter and sitting and reading. But i tell you what, this book, in fact, I've got it here. It was this book here. It's how many pages long is it? I haven't even got the end of it yet. It is... 223 pages and I've got about a chapter and a half left to go. It took me about three weeks to get through because every time I sit down and try and read the show, to her, she goes, why? why are you not reading out loud? Why are you reading in your head? Oh, she didn't understand that I was reading in my head, so she's like, you're looking at the page, what are you doing? There's no pictures there. Why are you not reading? Well, what are you doing? I am trying to explain to her that's reading in my head and then she kept in books and opening them herself and going, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, mummy, I'm reading in my head. That's why I. you don't need to listen to me reading in my not quite yet, sweetheart. We're getting to that point. But yeah, so it's interesting. I challenge you to do that. If you haven't done it for a while or you haven't done it before, get out a book and just see what, see what child's reaction is more than anything else. But yeah, try to show it to them. But I think the reality is, as a busy parent, it's not going to be quite reading as what we expect. So what I try to do is model and show reading in different ways. So not necessarily getting the book out, But showing them reading if it is on an iPad, like so, I'm saying, "Oh, well, we need to find directions to this place, or we need to find out information about this a certain place." I want to show it to them and show them the reading and the text that I'm reading. Sometimes uh, the great thing, and I know people are like, "Oh, don't do too much screen time," but for these kind of things, these are great. The great thing about using an iPad or even a phone or a tablet, whatever it is, is that you can zoom and. For like beginner readers, that's brilliant because you can make it really big and just highlight that one word and then they can have a go at doing it as well. So you are modeling reading to them, showing them reading is important and this is how we get information and they can be doing it as well. Oh, that's another thing I like about particularly iPads and I'm, there are other tablets out there, but particularly iPads, I know that um, the keyboards, a Q- it's a QWERTY keyboard yet it's in lowercase which is really helpful for helping them to like spell words out or have a go at using their phonics at the very early stages. You quite often have some always on the top line, middle line, or bottom line, and then they can actually be finding and using the sounds that way. (laughs) Kevin, you can use that one there to be showing them a modelling reading and showing what it is like. So that's actually you showing them what reading is like. Have you ever been told that a great learning experience for children is to cook or bake with them? The thought of doing that turns to what about all the messes and how long is it going to take and how can they actually be learning with this? As a mum, I know how frustrating it can be to put everything in and the fear of the crazes of letting children loose in the kitchen. That's why I've been putting together an ultimate guide to using recipes to help support your child with learning to read. Using recipes with your little cook or baker can take this learning to new levels and it can make reading fun, purposeful and delicious. Inside the guide, I show all my tricks and tips that I've used in the classroom and with my own child. Fully using recipes for an authentic and holistic way not only spot learning to read, but math skills, life skills and so much more. Imagine being able to have quality time with your child in the kitchen with a peace of mind that they are getting some vital reading practice in at the same time. Step away from dreading getting the books out or having to convince them to sit down and give it a go and learn a whole host of skills for life in the process. If you're ready for a fresh way of learning to read, get the ultimate guide for using recipes to help your child with learning to read today by visiting www.readingmadealicious.com or by following the link in the podcast description. And have it sent to your inbox in a couple of minutes. Now let's get back to the episode. The other thing that you are probably doing already and have been doing since they were born or something before they were born is reading a book aloud to them, the classic read aloud. And there is debate on whether it needs to be a full theatrical performance or if not. Um, so I quite often see these people saying, oh, well, you need to make sure you do all the voices and make it all sound exciting. Yeah, I remember sitting in a training when I was a teacher and them saying, actually, Read it as you would children need to be shown reading that they don't need this whole performance because it's a bit off putting for them because they're not necessarily going to be able to always do it like them. The important part, though, is showing them fluency and intonation. So what we mean by this is showing them that we don't talk like a robot when we are reading, or that, like when we go up at the end of a sentence or when we pause at the end of a sentence as well, those things are more important than whether every character has a, a different voice. So think carefully about that. And sometimes listen to people reading to children. And I, I don't know whether it's because of like the teacher in me and having done it so many times with so many books, kids and my own children and other children, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. And people aren't doing it quite so regularly. And I just don't use any intonation or any um, fluency. It does make it more into its job. It also shows them we're reading how we are, if we were doing a speech, like how you would use those different skills of fluency and intonation. So keep doing your read lines, even beyond the point. And I've spoken about this before, and I know lots of other educators have spoken about this as well. Keep doing read lines beyond even when they are able to read. It doesn't have to be loads and loads of books a day, just as much as you can still keep reading to them and try to read above their reading level because that will extend their vocabulary their understanding of reading and also you can focus on comprehension and their understanding that way by reading a book which is above their actual reading level at that particular time so read aloud keep doing them super easy thing to do i also carry a we got them in a um advent calendar few <laughs> years ago they're little tiny books I don't have, that. they are literally about the size of passports, to be honest with you. I'm just saying that because our passports are on the side there. Um, and I keep them in my bag where we go, That and everywhere. they've got a bit wet just because of, yeah, mum life and all that. Um, but they're great to pull out and read and always have a book there. It's great to have that in your bag. And try to get little small ones if you can. So, yeah, just reading to your child, great thing that you need to be doing to model it to them. Another thing to think about is in the moment reading and taking teachable moments. So giving a purpose to reading. So I just talked about how you can actually, I know it can be difficult to open a book and be reading to your child or oh, sorry, open a book and you've that you're reading and that you value reading by that's what you do. But you can do that in the moment teaching, as I said, with an iPad or a tablet. and But you can zoom in and actually show them. This is this word. Why don't you have a go? These are these sounds that you don't know. I'm going to help you with those and show them that way. Or this is a word that is a bit of a tricky word. I'm going to give it to you. But can you have a go at doing some of these other ones? So that's very much in the moment teaching. When you're out and about, showing them sounds, showing them words. Can you see that word there? Let's have a go at reading it like very much in the moment, if they come across something thing and they see, oh, they don't know that sound, that's a teachable moment to show that to them. And any moments you have with this, if you've got a recipe out and you're reading along and it's got to something like, so today we had the word whisk and it has the W and the H, the W sound, but i just a W. It's a tricky one, that one, because it, it, it's a very subtle blend at the beginning. So I was talking about how that, And using it very much as a teachable moment because we don't necessarily always teach that as a separate sound. That actually, when you get that there, it just makes that slightly extend ever so slightly. It was very much in the moment, so we can do and then she was able to read that. And then oh yeah, there's the whisk. I can see in front of me, and that is a teachable moment. Using that as much as you can, and it just makes it authentic rather than it just being drills and. Is very much discrete teaching, which is important as well to make sure that we have the full uh, range of the skills that they need. But in the moment, teaching is often more powerful or more memorable. Like You're more likely to remember to pick it up so, yeah, as in the moment, reading. And then the final thing we can think about is modeling and showing children reading. So using guided reading with a purpose and showing skills such as sounding out, and blending and fluency. So, guided reading, you'll quite often hear about this when your child gets a bit older. If they are attending school, they'll be doing something, they'll have guided reading groups. Sometimes they do whole class guided reading, sometimes individual guided reading. Quite often it is, particularly if they're in key stage one, so year one, year two, they will be in guided reading groups because, so guided reading, it will be very much a group situation where they are, a teacher will be, or an adult will be listening to the children reading, but also Starting really much to develop their comprehension and other skills as well with their reading, not just purely focusing on whether they can read a word and the accuracy with that. So it, it's a way of teaching reading to children. But when you're doing that, if you are doing some form of guided reading, so it's not just an independent read and just going, trying to get through a book, try to show them skills that they are going to need to be using. So, it's going to be things like at the initial stage, you're sounding words out, and then can you blend them back together? We talked about it in the previous episode. It might even be the next episode, depending on which we want. So, we talk about you following with a finger and swiping underneath the toe blending. When you're doing a guided read session, make sure you're doing that. And also continuing to develop fluency. So, trying to make sure that your child is not reading like this, but showing them that if fluency intonation. So how many of these have you actually tried? Because some of them are a little bit easier than others to do and some of them it's it's remembering them. And these are all things that aren't necessarily taking away and having an additional activities that you need to set up. They're all things you can be doing either are a part of your routine anyway, such as reading your to your child aloud, or when you're out and about you're trying to get that in the moment reading in. But they're all things you can quite easily put in what I find hardest to do is getting a book and reading along myself like not even allowing myself just in my head whilst my children are playing so they can see me reading I find that the hardest one the other ones I seem to be able to fit in I'd be curious to know what you find the easiest to fit in or you are going to try to fit in as well so if you've been loving these tips please head over to the podcast um rating and review And leave a rating review of this podcast so that it can help reach more families and more educators to help children with early reading and early learning at home. Just to make things a little bit easier for families because I know it can be hard to find information at least. You can pop your earbuds in. I say earbuds. I always have one earbud in. (laughs) Always got a podcast on the go. And it's just a much easier way for families Mm -hmm. to digest information that they can be using to help their child with reading and early learning. So let's just go through the ways that we can model or show reading to our children. The first one was to crack open a book yourself and read a book alongside your child so that they can see you actually reading. It doesn't necessarily have to be a book. It could be something that you're reading on a electronic format. And so Doing those read-alouds that I'm sure you have been doing for such a long time, but, but keep going them. You don't necessarily need to be doing a full theatrical performance, but you do need to make sure that you're doing intonation and fluency to help model that to your child. As much as you can, do some in-the-moment reading and keep using te- them as teachable moments, giving that purpose to reading and showing children just how it actually works. And then finally, if you are trying to do a little mini-guided reading session with them, try to do it with a purpose and show skills such as sounding out blending and fluency so I hope you found that useful today I hope you find these tips useful and have a great day learning and reading with your child thank you for listening I hope that you can take something away that will help your child's learning head over to the show notes of this episode at slash podcast where you'll find anything mentioned today have a great day and happy learning with your child